Welcome back to New Rockstars. What if just gave the MCU a new hero in Captain Carter, but could actor Haley Atwell return in live action form with her Union Jack shield? Or should we limit our hopes for Marvel's what if to what if Ant-Man really did blow up Thanos' booty hole from the inside? Please. This is Rogue Theory, <laughs> the show where we pitch the wildest theories for the nerdy titles that we love. I'm Eric Voss, and going rogue with me today is Mastertainment MT. What's going on, man? I have significantly less beer than usual. There was an accident, there was a terrible fire, and now the beard is gone. Hello, everybody. <laughs> but now we have faster access to that smile, and for that, we're grateful. Aww. Uh, also with us, stand-up comedian and podcast host, Anastasia Washington. Welcome, Hello, Anastasia. thank you. I have the same amount of beard I usually have. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we brought him out of Hydra Deep Freeze. It's off-screen producer, Brandon Barry. Oh, ready to comply. Uh, I, have, I have no beard, except for my wife. hey Oh! oh. oh. Got it. Wait, I don't think I was supposed to say that about myself. <laughs> Sleeping on the couch tonight! <laughs> Wow. Things just Maybe got for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to make her sleep on the couch? Because that's what. That's what we're having right yeah. now, right? Yeah. We're a couple from the 50s. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> It's delightful. What If is now out in the world, and we're so excited. What a premiere, and we're so excited mm. for the episodes ahead. And the producers of this show have said that uh, Captain Carter is going to be a central recurring figure on this series. She's confirmed to appear in the second season, and also in an episode later this season, we think. Mm. Uh, and they've indicated that What If is really going to set up elements for the live-action MCU going forward. And latest news this week, What If director Brian Andrews said that he and head writer A.C. Bradley actually want their two be a live action Captain Carter movie. So that's our question for today. Could Haley Atwell return in live action in the MCU as Captain Carter? And if that's the case, would she have to get jacked, roided <laughs> up to play this character? Uh, could they do it in some other way? Or could maybe another variant of her play a leadership role similar to like 007's M, but to the Captain Britain core? Uh, or could she appear in Multiverse of Madness to fight Shima Gorath? Or could she team up with Sam Wilson in Captain America 4? What would this look what look like? What do you guys think? I want to I want to see her get jacked. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I really I honestly just want to see Haley Atwell just get really swollen. Yeah. In real life. Is that not what I mean? Like actors have to do it all the time. She could do it. She could do it. She I could. believe in you, Haley. You can believe it. in you. Get in that gym. And she would not need to get like. Six eight, you know, she could just be her height. Maybe do what Tom Cruise does in every movie: stand on an apple box, right. uh, and then just kind of wear a slightly padded suit, and we would buy it. Yeah, exactly. She could get those gains on, you know. Yeah, I was so happy to see Captain Carter get big because I don't like how all the new super soldier serums don't make you any bigger. Like that's kind of the funness of uh, what made Captain America so cool was that he got big. It was great yeah. seeing a big Peggy. Uh, I think yeah. if they brought her into like live action. Uh, I think Haley Atwell could like just bulk up a little bit. I mean, it's a cartoon, so you kind of see it as more exaggerated. Right. Uh, but maybe they play her like older, you know, uh, let's say I, I would wonder if they almost made a movie where it's like a continuation of the Agent Carter TV show. I know they don't like to talk okay. about the ancient TV shows of Marvel <laughs> lore, but I think that one was well loved. I mean, they brought in. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jarvis, we got to see him come into the MCU, so it, it would be really cool to kind of make a movie as like a continuation of that storyline. You know, maybe mm. our Peggy in our universe gets to meet like the version of her that's that got jacked, 
Uh, and it's like Orphan Black or something where she gets to play like 10 variations of herself yes. in one movie. The, the Agent that. Carter multiverse of madness. I would buy it. Yeah, I That'd like be that crazy. Idea. I love yeah. that. I think that we'll probably see an Agent Carter or uh, sorry, an, a Captain Carter in season two of Loki. I think that that's a really likely place Ooh. that she'll pop up if she does pop up in live action. Because Loki is a Disney Plus thing and as is What If. So if they were, I feel like there's more flexibility and more you can do there with a, a, a Captain Carter appearance. And, you know, Captain Carter is going to be uh, presumably part of the, the Captain Britain Corps, which is his multiverse team. And so since Loki season two ended with the multiverse coming out and like doing its crazy branch stuff, it's highly like it's I think it's a good chance that we could see a Captain Carter teaming up with a Loki um, or, or some degree or something um, in season two. Now, do you I think, think that uh, they will connect back to that Easter egg in the episode one of Loki where there's that possibly variant Peggy mm. Carter who's being dragged around in the background? Like, oh, are yes, they just going to sure. retcon that and be like, yep, that was her and here she is Oh, now. yeah. Like, that was a huge deal when that episode <laughs> dropped. It's so, like, if it wasn't Peggy before, it's Peggy now. Let's, that's It's Peggy now. So it's... That's probably what's going to happen. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was Peggy. She was on a secret mission. Don't you think they test stuff like that? They put stuff like that, that and then like they test out some other kind of episode or something and they go, oh, people reacted with the way we wanted to. Cool. That is exactly what we wanted. <laughs> you know, like we did this over here. <laughs> I would be surprised. <laughs> you know I would I mean? not be surprised at all. And if we didn't like it, they're going to be like, don't look. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I do think that they put Easter eggs in there yeah. just to, like, yeah. mess with our heads and oh, play with sure. our expectations. Because they know, like, a show like Loki does not get made in a void without, mm. like, uh, without YouTubers breaking it down. Because that show is too complicated otherwise for general audiences to understand. It's so wild. But I think that's why the show is so great. Is that, like, it's a show made for the fans. Mm. And the general audiences will just catch up. Uh, and so so, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised if they were to just throw in Easter eggs and be like, based off of how you break these things down, we'll decide what canon is for season two. <laughs> we decide the canon. We do. But really, you do based on your reactions and how much you troll uh, us. <laughs> yes, I think that... I think that's the case. Um, now, I want to bring up the point of uh, Captain America Sam Wilson, because right. uh, Falcon Winter Soldier clearly ended with him being uh, Captain America. Now, we have a movie coming out that's going to be um, made by the same showrunner following Anthony Mackie in this role. Um, I think the MCU is big enough to have two versions of Cap, a Captain Britain or a Captain Carter, and uh, a Captain America as Sam Wilson. But do would you want to see these two in a movie together? Should they be kept separate in different universes or different continents? <laughs> like, so what, uh, how do we reconcile these two coexisting? I would like to hmm. see Captain Carter show up and, and fight with like Sam Wilson's Captain America. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I feel like because she is a super soldier, it's like another they love having super soldiers and then they love taking them away. Right. It's like they introduce mm -hmm. a bunch of new super soldiers and they'll take them away somehow or they'll be like, oh, there's tons of serum and now it's all gone again. So I, I could see someone trying to get a hold of more serum and being like, there's a dimension where Peggy has the serum inside of her. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, maybe that's like a, how they bring in mutants or something. It's like the mutants want to get involved with the super soldier serum. Um mm -hmm. But I would like to see them fight together. I don't think it's too much cap for one film. I mean, I think it's just enough of the right kind of cap for me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't uh, like 
uh, Steve Rogers. Okay, cool. <laughs> wow. Oh, what? Coming in. You don't like Steve Shots Rogers? fired. What? I'm oh, sorry. That's like saying what you don't Steve like Rogers Mr. Ever do Rogers. What did Steve Rogers ever do to you, Anastasia? You can't I mean, just drop that in there. I mean, I've been through therapy for this, so let's just, <laughs> let's just, just lay it out there. Um, I, I'm I'm hard, hardcore Iron Man fan. Um, and I think that he has very selective, uh, loyalties. And as a team captain, you cannot have, uh, loyalties, not to your team, but outsiders of your team instead. Like I just, that's not a good, that's not a good captain. (laughs) You can't sacrifice your team for an outsider. Not that I'm saying you can't have friends, but that's not captain worthy, (laughs) you know? Hey, Um, gotta, I mean, look, if we're just going back to Civil War, I I agree with you in the first half of that movie, I was totally on a team Iron Man. Because you gotta think, something like the Sokovia Accord superhero registration, it was a responsible move. And I think, um, I think Steve Rogers was being selfish by standing by his friend. I specifically did not like the justification of Sharon Carter quoting Peggy Carter at Peggy Carter's funeral. And that was enough to move, uh, Steve Rogers to be so stubborn to say, no, I'm not going to move. Uh, whereas, you know, Natasha Romanoff was right in front of him, a living friend saying, how we stay together is not as important as staying together. Like, listen to the people who are alive in your life right now. Don't listen to people who affected you decades before and their wisdom. You don't need to have Mufasa clouds who tell you what to do in your life. (laughs) I mean, we do. (laughs) We do. It can inform you, but like, that's why I like Black Panther so much. It's like, he tells his ghost dad to F off. He's like, you are not helping me anymore. Right? He's like, I got this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I agree with you there. But ultimately, looking back on Civil War, I think both of them were wrong. I think both of them made really stupid decisions. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think it was like Black Panther was just like coming in there going like, I don't know what's up with you dudes, but like, maybe yeah, let's like not mess up the world. Someone's gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like, let's maybe get it together. No, you guys are gonna fight. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, but no, I just, I'm, I'm like super, I, I think it's the Scorpio and me i'm a super loyal chick <laughs> and when i see unloyalty i uh I, it's hard it's hard for me mm. i don't know back with with captain carter i think that the wakandans would be really pissed off to have like the british flag on their vibranium shield mm. like like with oh. captain america they were like you know what it's steve rogers it's, america, it's fine but like the cop the original colonizers putting their flag on their oh. material I think that would be a very interesting what if, because like I feel like Okoye would be after her. Like all of Okada would be after <laughs> Captain Carter for their shield back, just for the principle of the thing. Um, so like I think that I didn't think good. about that, but that's a very very good point. Like I mean, Wakanda was never colonized, right? It was its yeah. own uh, in its own bubble, mm. uh, and it just kind of stayed out of the events of history. But like uh, T'Challa, especially at the end of Black Panther, felt the sense of responsibility to the whole continent, and uh, that was the whole theme by the end of that movie. Is like mm. we need to do a better job protecting everyone else. He was able to learn that lesson from Killmonger, and their neighboring countries are countries like uh, Rwanda. Uganda, Kenya, uh, that have definitely experienced their form of colonization throughout their history. And yeah, the <laughs> Great Britain was leading that. Yeah. Uh, leading sure. the charge. But in regards to this question, um, I think that because we, we don't know where Steve Rogers went to 
during his like you know time travel shenanigans after Endgame, and because that we're now getting you know this Captain Carter, wouldn't it be cool if Marvel Studios did sort of like a Spider Verse situation with Captain America? Because now we have Steve Rogers, we got uh, Sam Wilson, we got Captain Carter. What if we just like what if we just grabs a bunch of captains? It's like hey, we're the Captain Corps. We're gonna be doing some multiverse yeah. shit. Uh, that'd be really fun. I think it'd be great. Like. I think that's the direction the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse needs to be going. We already have like a bunch of Loki variants and a bunch of Kang variants that we'll see with Jonathan Majors. Um, the Spider-Verse is something people are already familiar with from, of course, the comics and into the Spider-Verse. And hopefully we'll be seeing that in No Way Home to an extent. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Captain Britain Corps is fascinating. And uh, I would love to see uh, other different legions of heroes from across the multiverse uh, and that's that's the only way you can kind of stand up to something like Kang is to mm. have your equivalent of it of be, your own organization as opposed to just heroes who are different kinds of heroes. And it's also a great Absolutely. way to get more people in as these characters too, mm-hmm. and get audiences used to having different actors and play different characters because I think that's like something Marvel really wants uh, is that they're not beholden to have one person play a character in perpetuity. They can use whoever because comic book readers get used to artistic styles changing and characters looking different from like story to story. Uh, but it's right. tough in a movie. But this is like a great way to do it to just be like, well, you're going to see hero, the same hero from different universes and he's going to he or she's going to look different sometimes. Uh, and it'll be great. I can um, accept that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Let's see. I am going to award a point to uh, Brandon for this idea of kind of rebooting Agent Carter. Uh, because I think that is the version of, um, of Peggy Carter that has really worked well on screen. Not mm. enough people watch that show. You have all the actors who are on board to do this. Let's just do that. And I think if you just stick to your guns on what that show was, people are going to love it on Disney Plus if you were to do that. But we have more theories that we want to talk about from this episode of What If, um, specifically where that squid monster came from. But first, our merch partners at NewRockStarsMerch.com are always dropping some cool shirts and gear. Head on over to grab the most recent latest Obsession shirt, Bad Company, inspired by the Suicide Squad. There's other cool Suicide Squad-inspired merch and some Loki swag that we still have, some new designs that are coming out all the time. Uh, We have some on What If that are still in in the workshop, but they'll be announced soon. I can't wait for you guys to see them. And you can show your support for New Rockstars and get yourself some great nerdy gear at NewRockstarsMerch.com. All right, uh, we want to thank the sponsor of the show, Wondery. So if you're a fan of New Rockstars, you already know who Stan Lee is and the huge impact he had on Marvel Comics and the entertainment industry as a whole. But what fewer fans might know is that in the early 2000s, Stan Lee was actually in some financial struggles and really on the verge of suing Marvel. <gasps> the all-new season of Business Movers Podcast explores how Stan Lee changed the comic book industry and saved his own career in the process. Uh, On each season of Business Movers, you'll hear how titans of industry rose from the bottom rung of the corporate ladder and what obstacles they overcame on their climb to the top. I'm excited for this podcast and for more people to know about this often forgotten part of Stan Lee's life. On Business Movers, you'll find out exactly how a kid from the Bronx born at the height of the Great Depression went on to become a comic industry superhero. Listen to the latest episode of Business Movers, Stan Lee, on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Wondery, feel the story! 
Unbelievable. We also want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. Our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, hey, good news. Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code of ROGUE at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code ROGUE to receive your first month free. And thanks to Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. And we want to thank Bespoke Post. So this summer, Bespoke Post is here to take your adventures to the next level with a new lineup of Box of Awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. In the past, I've gotten some cool shirts and some great kitchen gear from Bespoke Post, but no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From travel and outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. One of their new boxes comes with everything you need to make your own hard cider, and another one comes with a cool-looking Japanese chef's knife. Whoa! So to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ROGUE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com and code ROGUE for 20% off your first box. All right, let's get back to talking about this first episode of What If. So this episode surprised many of us by going full crazy opening a portal through dimensions and having a giant tentacle monster pour out into a 1940s uh, castle in the middle of World War II in the German Black Forest. Yeah, that's my World War II. But we never really got an answer of what dimension this came from. We thought mm. that the Space Stone opened portals in space, right? Just from one point of our universe to another point of our universe. What uh, Einstein Rosen Bridge, a wormhole. Um, this is opening a portal through realities or through timelines or, or through uh, dimension. Uh, unless there's a planet with a bunch of squid monsters on it. But <laughs> really, by the end of the episode, we see Peggy Carter go through that portal and end up 68 years in the future. So some natural laws were violated here. So let's speculate on what dimension specifically these monsters could be coming from. Uh, could it be the dark dimension from Doctor Strange? Maybe the quantum realm? Could it be a future where beings have conquered Earth? Uh, could it be wherever the Atlas from Guardians Volume 2 came from? What do you guys think? Well, I think Disney owns everything now, so maybe it was under the sea and it was just Ursula. What? It's a Ursula? It's a Ursula? He said I Ursula sending. That would be Ursula. hilarious if Ursula was uh, the big bad of what it is. It's just, <laughs> just her bottom so. half there. She yeah, she just, well, she all you saw magic. was just, she dies. <laughs> She's there. She oh, Peggy, life's full of tough choices. <laughs> oh, Peggy, your man's too scrawny. You need a big, burly man. 
See, wouldn't you watch that episode? (laughs) You'd watch it. It could also, if it is another Disney property, it could be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. They own that one. This could be the squid monster from that. They own everything. It could have been in space, just at the bottom of the ocean and came out. No, this is probably a squid from that uh, SpongeBob episode where Squidward goes to that Squidward community and everyone's Squidward. Sorry, never mind. There it is. There it is. so angry at us. He's like, I need to I'm not angry. I didn't limit it to which universe is in. I said, I asked for ideas. You guys have given me three great ideas. Oh, no, I don't no, have no, a problem no. with these. This wasn't Zola that made the portal that this monster came through because he'd been captured by that point, right? So, right. and maybe uh-huh. Red Skull knows a little bit of tech, but he was really relying on Zola before. So, whoever, whichever scientist stepped up to do this, maybe understood the Tesseract in a way that neither Zola or Selvig ever did and was able mm-hmm. to get it to access the new dimension. Or maybe Red Skull went full magic on this thing and did some sort of weird spell. That hasn't been done yet at this point. And that's how he's able to open a dimension. Because he's always into the weird spells and the weird occult stuff. Nazis um, be spelling. So who knows who made this? They do. I don't... They do. They be spelling all over the place. They're they like... Be spelling. They be spelling. <laughs> Nazi, that, that's on uh, page seven of the Dark World. Uh, Nazis be spelling. Uh, Nazis be spelling. Because Zola wasn't there, I feel like Zola was like more of the, all right, we're going to use this as an energy source to power weapons and like to power you know, suits and all this stuff. But like Zola's out of the picture. So now, um, you know, Red Skull, who was more of this guy who was like, who's obsessed about the myth of, you know, uh, the, the cube and all this stuff. He's more of that magical type person. So he probably was like, you know what? I'll just get a, a mystic expert, someone who's, who's into uh, all this Thor shit. And he's gonna, we're gonna do something different with the cube rather than what, you know, uh, Hitler and, and Hydra wants to make weapons for it. But for yeah. me... I think that I, this squid definitely came from wherever that abolus came from um, in Guardians 2. Um, I, mm. I, it's probably, I think that he's from that in-between space between dimensions. Yeah, me and uh, Marina go, go into all this interdimensional stuff in our last episode of Big Question. And we do talk about the space in-between dimensions and the space in-between like, you know, realities. So I think that these squid creatures could just occupy that space and just mm. be, mm. It's, it's just where they are at. And they're just, it's where they're, Maybe just hunting for these um, extra dimensional um, sources of energy um, or just waiting to come through a hole. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely think that it's waiting this in between source of uh, <laughs> in between Aren't we all? space between dimensions that um, these like really, really old creatures that have existed between the dawn before the dawn of a bunch of universes have uh, just been chilling and just hanging out. Like See, it sounds like what you're describing is these squid monsters are like the the spiders and moths that hang out right by the doors to all of our homes, just waiting <laughs> exactly. for the air conditioned exactly. uh, air to come out, and that's how they know to come Precisely. in through. So they're always every time a, a wormhole opens the MCU, it's just like right there, like now, now. Yes. Mm, no, I don't want to go there. I'll wait. Ooh, that castle looks nice. And then they're just yeah, waiting for like the tastiest meals. Yeah. Like, mm, all right. Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> And we didn't um, even see so much yeah. of it. So it's like, it's like, I don't even know. Like, there could be so much more going on in there. And I want to go in. This is oh, true. Too. Like a top half there. of Ursula. Yes. yes. <laughs> Anastasia, that's what's getting you the point for this round. Because I love I do. I Ursula. really love the Ursula theory. I really hope that it's Thank mega you. Ursula with a bunch of tentacles. Just a bigger yeah. version of multiverse <laughs> Ursula. Multiversal. Well, you know, oh my god! My multiversal. <laughs> MT, you get a point for that. Oh, no, <laughs> I did. 
Well, I just noticed, you know, since we've been, uh, since Disney has bought everything up, everything's just like thrown in there. I just saw Free Guy. I was like, how many, how many properties are we going to touch of Disney's right now? Everything's fair game. Fair <laughs> so, game. I'm just saying it could happen. Um, well, we are all tied up. Before we get to rogue questions, uh, we want to thank Grammarly for sponsoring this episode. See, when it comes to saving time and working more efficiently, it's the little things that start adding up and hogging time in your day. Well, Grammarly Premium gives real-time suggestions on your writing so that you can get to the next item on your list in record time. Grammarly Premium helps you get your message across quickly without repeated or unnecessary words. Grammarly has helped me catch something wrong in an email or text document a whole bunch of times. Uh, that not only saves me time, but also keeps me from looking like a dummy to the people I send those to. With the free version of Grammarly, you're safe from embarrassing basic spelling or grammar or punctuation mistakes. Grammarly Premium's advanced time-saving features help you write more clearly and efficiently. Streamline your workload with seamless integration into Microsoft Office, your internet browser, your phone, and more. Close all those thesaurus tabs and save research time with vocabulary suggestions for more compelling word choices. Get straight to the point with clarity suggestions that eliminate unnecessary or redundant words and phrases. Hit send with confidence and get your point across more effectively with Grammarly Premium. Get 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at Grammarly.com slash rogue. That's 20% off at G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash rogue. So, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this this week, uh, as we head into our rogue question here, there is a new teaser poster for the next Sonic movie, and it's going to introduce Knuckles, confirmed to be voiced by Idris hey. Elba. So knowing that we have we have Elba in this, I want you to pitch me your craziest idea for what you think this movie's gonna be. I think this is the way that Idris is finally gonna get to play James Bond. The first five minutes of it are gonna be Sonic, and then all at once they're gonna get dragged into another dimension, and Knuckles is gonna become James Bond. And I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Or is that just my dream? Was that my dream? Was that was just my dream? Okay. (laughs) A Knuckles James Bond would be kind of crazy. That'd be kind of weird. It'd be a fun. I would love it. I would love it. What? I I feel like a lot of the Sonic Two plot is probably going to have to do with the uh, the creation of Shadow the Hedgehog because the first movie was all about Sonic and like the government's like, oh my god, who's this hedgehog? So they're probably going to be like, we have to make our own hedgehog to fight wars because that's what we do. And so like we're probably going to see Shadow. So like, what if? We get like Idris Elba um, fighting Shadow in like this like weird like James Bond situation where like because the Shadow's like more of like a gun badass guy so it's like Idris Elba yes. Knuckles versus Shadow in uh, James in England <laughs> in London for some I reason it. um, it's just two brothers <laughs> two brothers two brothers at odds um, no that, <laughs> that's just a fun little thing but yeah I do want to see Shadow in Sonic too because. Why not? Here's what I think. Okay, Sonic is going to get a letter in the mail one day from Knuckles. <laughs> and he's going to be, he knew, he knew nothing about Knuckles. And he's going to be like, I'm your older brother, Knuckles. You left me. You were taken away as a child from the Green Hill Zone. And now it's time for you to come back and help me clean stuff up around here. Right? So Sonic goes back. He's fighting with Knuckles. They're cleaning up the Green Hill Zone. Everything's getting peaceful. And then Sonic realizes that Knuckles is really like a tyrant running this place oh, like a no. drug lord. Oh. And he has to decide <laughs> oh, no, no. against his brother, Knuckles, or saving the people and telling the truth. 
And that's going to be like the ultimate. And then he turns into James Bond, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there it goes. There I think that, that's got to be the case. That's got to be just, it. Just, uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But I think they'll also, MT, as, as like a hero and then reveal him to be a villain. You know what I mean? I love that. MT, your voice as the government is very interesting. Like when you were like, the government. <laughs> rah, 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 rah. I was like, that I've is how the government sounds. That's the government. I've been uh, watching a lot of C-SPAN lately. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much exclusively what they sound like. Uh, well, I'm going to give the point uh, to Brandon for that one, because that just sounds like the, that sounds like the wildest idea for Sonic that movie. Sonic the Knuckles. Uh, it's emotional. Especially one that spends all of its time in the Green Hill Zone. I don't want to see the real <laughs> yeah. world anywhere. Yeah, put him in, in a digitized movie. world. Yeah, I don't yes. need to see him. At a, just make this an animated a, movie. It's just yeah. an animated movie please. now. There's nothing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. please. Well, uh, that makes Brandon uh, today's winner for oh, oh, Rogue Theory. Congratulations. Brandon. Is this his I'll first Rogue Theory victory? I is think it, so. Sadly. Oh, my gosh. God. Today is a wow. momentous day. Do you have a speech? Do I get a raise? Speech, speech, speech. I want to thank my wife uh, for always sleeping in a separate room from me. So. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God. I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> uh, always. Keep always. it in, John. Always. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank all of our guests, Anastasia Washington uh, and MT and Brandon Barrick. All three of you guys were great. Support all of them on social media. And you can uh, support us here at New Rockstars again by checking out our merch at newrockstarsmerch.com, including our new uh, bad company design, uh, our latest obsession. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow New Rockstars, and subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Take Bye. it easy. Bye. Bye.